Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, a strong and powerful Jake Marmelstein. Jake, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Jake is the co-founder and CEO and president of Groundbreaker, an organization automating fundraising, investment management, and investor relations. Excited to have you on. Jake, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks, George. Uh, so I'm from the Atlanta area. I was born in Chicago, but moved there when I was young to be able to help. Uh, well, not help, but I guess uh, my parents started a restaurant and then I quickly became part of that restaurant um, working in the kitchen. And uh, and then, you know, moving throughout the different areas of the business as I got older, I went to Cornell University to study hospitality management. And that's where I learned more about you know, what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do. I got exposed to real estate finance. I started working in a real estate investment trust. It was there that I realized that the real estate investment management uh, workflow was really cumbersome and not very transparent for individual investors. And uh, I wanted to make it better, but there weren't any solutions that were available on the market. So I dove into uh, startups after I went out uh, and started working in Brazil with the municipal state government. And then I kind of connected the dots. And after several different experiences, consulting with other founders, working on their businesses, I decided to start my own. I moved back to New York City uh, and then started uh, Groundbreaker in 2014. And uh, it's been a long journey learning and figuring out uh, where we are in the market, what we're doing, and you know, finally settling on this vision of uh, simplifying real estate syndication, making it easy for real estate syndicators and fund managers to be able to raise capital, manage their investors, and uh, and to be able to provide their investors with a great experience through a all-in-one investment management software. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Well, that is a great journey, man. So from Chicago to Atlanta, what what was it about Atlanta that made your parents want to open a restaurant there? In the um, time where my uncle was starting to, and he was the uh, partner in the restaurant, he was starting to get more experience working with um, with restaurants and you know building his career after he graduated the Culinary Institute of America. Hmm. He was working with a um, Pano and Paul's, uh, some of the early real estate, I mean, some of the early restaurateurs in the Atlanta area in the 70s. And, uh, and we just, you know, saw opportunity in that market. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of sophistication in the culinary, uh, in, in the culinary environment. And uh, in 1996, the Olympics moved to Atlanta, and that was actually uh, the year that we moved down. So there was just a, a lot of economic activity and a lot of opportunity and sort of an underserved um market that you know wanted more contemporary american food but uh but there was no real sophistication or not enough sophistication available in in the market at the time got it nice 
So you are accustomed to looking at a industry or situation that it's kind of a, for lack of a better term, a little bit, a little bit messy, and helping to clean it up and make it easier to understand and operate through. So, which is maybe a terrible way to describe um, what 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 you and your family were doing. But anyway, so and then you went to Cornell to study hospitality. And you find real estate and you say, you know, mom and dad, I thought I was going to do this, but now I'm totally shifting. Yeah, I went off to uh, Cornell, not sure what I wanted to do, but knowing that the alumni network was fantastic. And I, I dug into that, you know, I worked in Intercontinental Hotels Group was my first internship. Uh, and then I didn't really like working in a big company. I studied a year and, um, I said to myself, I'm going to go and travel to Spain. My sister had studied abroad. I wanted to be able to do something um, internationally and learn a foreign language. And after that first year of going to Cornell, I really networked um, with the alumni. I, I was at the, you know, the Dean's Distinguished Le uh, Lecture Series, and I just soaked those up on Fridays. You know, Everyone would wear a suit and go and uh, sit down in the huge auditorium and listen to somebody who really was successful in their career, who had gone off and started something, or gone uh, and and you know rose through the corporate ladder to be really successful. And that kind of gave me you know the vision that I could do something really great. And I wanted to dream and see myself doing that. And I wanted to push my boundaries. So I ended up you know setting this goal to be able to go to Spain. And then I ended up calling through alumni directory uh, to find a job in uh, in Madrid nice and I and I ended up working in Madrid at a destination management company uh, for the, for the summer after my freshman year uh, and that really was like a great launching point to some personal and professional freedom that I hadn't had before that's very very cool I appreciate all that so nice so when you say uh, you help uh, simplify the real estate syndication process for syndicators can you tell me what a real estate syndicator is <laughs> A real estate syndicator is a professional real estate investor who, instead of taking all of the equity down in a deal themselves or using you know bank debt to provide uh, all the all the transaction costs, they carve out a certain percentage of the deal for uh, limited partner equity. And so they have a controlling interest in the deal as the general partner, but then they make a second class of shares available for individual investors or limited partners. To be able to provide some equity uh, in in that in that deal, and usually that uh, could be you know anywhere between you know one limited partner and uh, hundreds or thousands of limited partners, depending on the size of the deal and the average investment. Got it. Okay. So if you would, it'd be great just to have you lay out maybe a common situation that 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 you see, like talk about the yeah. project and then talk about just sort of overview. So most commonly, you'll find a, a multifamily investment that, uh, let's say, it's a value-add property selling for three million dollars, and uh, the 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 group that's selling it doesn't want to put in the capex to improve the asset. So they have this cash-flowing asset uh, that's you know occupied, but it just needs some work, and uh, they don't want to put the time and effort into doing it. So you have a real estate investor who identifies that opportunity figures that they can make uh, some value uh, on this on this asset by going in, spending some money and increasing the rents over a period of time, and then also riding the market to riding the market cycle to be able to sell at a higher value 
um, at a higher exit cap rate. And so they, you know, they do their analysis on the market. They determine the asset that they want to invest in, and that's good opportunity. That there's really demand for this, and that maybe you know there would support higher rents um, with this particular asset in this market. And so they go off and they, you know, carve out uh, a certain percentage of that three million dollars in equity, uh, and they're expecting that they're going to get the rest in debt from a bank, uh, like a Fannie or a Freddie. Um, and so they're going to, you know, usually borrow 75% or 80% of the total transaction from, from a bank, and then they're going to raise the rest in equity. So maybe that's like, you know, $600,000 in equity. And out of that equity, they'll put up 10% roughly. So they'll invest $50,000 of their own money, and then they'll raise, uh, $550,000 to come up with the rest of the equity. And um, that equity would include uh, acquisition costs as well as um, the marketing costs, the maintenance costs, uh, property management, and uh, capital expenditure to improve the asset. And so they're going to come up with all of the different sources and uses of the, the capital, do a financial model, project out how the asset is going to perform and how they're going to increase the value and over what time period and what type of return they're going to give to investors. And typically what you'll see is they'll give to investors an 8% preferred return. And then they're going to offer maybe a 50, 50 split of whatever profits come off of that, um, of, of that investment when they sell the asset or they refinance from a bank. So, uh, they're going to go in with the mentality that they're going to do a value-add strategy. Uh, they're going to give their investors their 8% return annualized uh, and the investors' initial uh, principal back as well. And then when they go to a refinance, maybe three years or five years out, depending on the market, uh, they're going to then you know recap uh, or sell and there's going to be that profit uh, that gets spit off and distributed uh, dollar for dollar, 50% to the investors, 50% to the general partner. All right. Nice. So I'm going to try to sort of give this back to you. Um, so there's, there's, there's an apartment complex. Is that, a, 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 you said multifamily, is that a, a fair example? Yeah. So, all right, so there's an apartment complex, kind of old, but it's been full forever, and, and the owner of it's making money, but they don't have money to actually put into it to improve it. Uh, Steve uh, with XYZ Real Estate says, hey, you know what? I, I've been looking in this market. I think that this is a good property. He approaches the owners and say, hey, I'd like to buy this from you, and they, they, they agree in principle. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and goes through the process of what you just described. Yeah, okay. uh, there could be various reasons for why people would not want to put the money into the asset. Uh, it's sometimes easier not to do that, and you can still, you know, make money, and and that's okay. And it just depends on the market sure. cycle, the opportunity, and you know who the seller is and their priorities. Um, but and then you know the one detail would be that when they are ready to buy, they would issue a letter of intent, and they would have a uh, usually a sixty day period to do their due diligence when the asset is going to be then tied up in that contract. And then there's a point where the money needs to be, you know, there, they would submit a deposit to be able to hold the, um, the, the ability to purchase the asset at that price. Right. 
uh, and then they're going to have a point where their money goes hard and the, the deposit becomes non-refundable. Uh, and at that level, then they're going to really be you know, moving towards the close and getting the capital source so they can acquire the building. Nice. All right. So I, I can definitely see how there are so many moving parts and so many different aspects of this to manage um, that it, it would be a, a huge opportunity for for you to come in and, 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 and create this company. So you are serving essentially all the parties. You're, you're, you're serving the syndicator, but then you're also really serving all the investors as well? Yeah, we're giving the syndicator really a tool that they can use to look great to their investors and build investor confidence and simplicity in the customer service experience. Because without that, they would just be trying to manage every piece of it. And without a system, it would be, I would imagine, lots of opportunities for making mistakes and doing a bad job. Making mistakes, email, one-to-one communication, just there's so many different, you know, open threads that they have to manage. And you really, as the sponsor, and even as your investors, you know, you want the person who you're investing money with to be focused on doing the deal, not on maintaining a relationship and, you know, keeping everything um clear you want that transparency and you want to be able to I get access to information but not at the expense of performance yeah appreciate that so how long did it take you to develop this well we've been through several iterations the first version uh, that we started it took about six months to get something into the market we got our first customer in 2015 in January and then we continued developing and by the time that we were Maybe, you know, in the end of 2016, we had a pretty stable Ruby on Rails uh, monolithic app that was out in the market. And, you know, we were selling that and growing the business. Uh, When we did our second version or third version, rather, of Groundbreaker, it took us about eight months um, to do that second version. And then it took almost two years to do this third version that we're on now. Nice. I appreciate all that. I imagine that you will continue to, to continue to, to, to make changes and tweak it, but um, I, everything you just said, certainly it, it makes sense why, why, why it took you the amount of time that it did. So so how, how many folks are out there that, that would benefit from what you do? Is it hundreds? Is it thousands? Is it tens of thousands? It's hundreds of thousands, okay. actually. Um, There's so many people investing in real estate, either as limited partners or general partners. Uh, there's folks that want to get in to real estate investing but don't have the wherewithal to do it uh, because of the infrastructure. So we, you know, we sell to private money lenders, um, even commercial real estate brokers that want to syndicate people who are working uh, normal nine to five jobs but have real estate investments on the side that are also syndicating. And there's just folks that are professional real estate investors. They may have worked with a big shop and now they want to go and start their own and do a spinoff. Or there's the sort of the legacy real estate investment shops that are kind of needing to adapt and change the way that they do things so that they can be competitive with the market, transitioning their assets over to an investment management software that gives their investors a better picture into their investing activities. Got it. So this is a plug and play, no matter if you are a, a smaller I'd hate to say small player in the market, but a smaller operator versus a huge one. It, it, it's, 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 it's a fit for both. Yeah. And, you know, I think that 
where it may become a little bit harder to justify is when you have one investor funding all of your equity. So if you're working with you know, private equity or pension funds or endowments, those groups, they have their own internal teams for doing reporting. So you might not need a system to be able to manage it. But as soon as you go out and raise capital from individuals, family offices, accredited investors, high net worth individuals, or registered investment advisors, where there's a lot of people that are involved in, um, you know, in investing, then your work multiplies. And so, you know, the more equity uh, partners you have, the more you need a system like this. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. And just we're having this conversation on, on July the 31st and obviously all enjoying the craziest year that we've probably ever, ever had. Um, what kind of deal flow are, 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 are you seeing on your end or just, just your awareness in the industry? Is there a lot? Has it slowed down? It's shifted, certainly. Uh, we, you know, we've already seen the trends that industrial is really on the rise and it was doing so well um, in 2019 and growing in 2020. And it's just continued to double down on growth because of the growth of e-commerce. So that's certainly happening. Um, retail is, is, is suffering because of this situation and uh, people are you know not, not shopping, not going out as much. Um, but that was a trend for a long time as well. I think we're just seeing the intensification of those trends. You know, shopping malls have typically had trouble attracting people. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and because also of, you know, e-commerce, uh, and, and the ability to order things uh, that get delivered and the shopping experience online being better. So, uh, that's what we're seeing there. And then I think self storage and, and, uh, storage is, is doing really well. Um, that's in part by people moving, but it was already something that was doing well because, uh, we're, you know, we're living in, in times where people are, you know, more fluidly moving around. Uh, so, and, and, you know, not in as, uh, as, as fixed of a location as they might've, might've been in the past. So, uh, those industries are, are, uh, self-storage is, is doing very well right now. And then geographically speaking, uh, the markets in the Southeast and Southwest, um, are growing. And, uh, a lot of these like tertiary cities have, have been, uh, seeing a boom because people are moving out of cities. Yeah, it's been interesting time. Well, I, I appreciate that insight. Well, Jake, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I thought about this, and, and really the biggest tip is to find a mentor, find somebody who's done it before uh, to work with you. Like, do whatever you can to get the advice from somebody else, because if you're going into something, you know, for the first time you don't have experience, uh, you will be at a disadvantage, and it's going to be hard, you, you know, hit your head up against the wall enough times and it can, it can really be, uh, be tough to keep going. It's good to persevere always, but having somebody who you can bounce ideas off of who's in there with you and has the experience is, is really a game changing move to be able to accelerate your learning curve. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on, come on. And you've certainly demonstrated that throughout your, uh, throughout your path with taking advantage or, leveraging and learning from your, your, your uncle's expertise in the culinary world and then recognizing the opportunity at Cornell to go and attend those, those live talks on Fridays and finding mentors and tapping into the alumni network. So I just couldn't agree more. I think that's so invaluable. Well, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can they engage with, with Groundbreaker? 
please uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Jake Marmelstein. You'll you'll find the only one there. And uh, Jake at groundbreaker.co is my email. Feel free to reach out. You can also find us at groundbreaker.co. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jake your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to groundbreaker.co. You can send Jake an email, jake at groundbreaker.co, and also find him on LinkedIn. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Jake. Yeah, thanks so much, George. It was fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.